Welcome to the Youth Pastors Are Pastors 2 podcast. Recorded in Central Texas. Broadcasting to the world. Join your hosts and their weekly guests for insight, advice, guidance, and ideas to help your ministry flourish and help you take care of yourself. Now, with a combined 35 years of ministry experience, your hosts, Jacob Taylor and Jeremy Hellums. What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 10, double digits. We are 10, uh, is it 10 or 11? I guess it would be like 11 weeks because you did that half episode uh, for the second 1.5 or whatever you call it. So We're doing, this is our 10th episode, Jacob. 10th episode. <laughs> uh, man, what a what a journey this has been like uh just the conversations mm-hmm. that we've had and the to and the people we met i think i think the it's not we're not giants and we're not huge mm-hmm. but you know when you feel something that could potentially like snowball into something that what we what our vision was what god laid on our hearts to do and it it kind of starts to build up that momentum yeah uh this is that's that, that's the way I feel, especially after we talked with Mike this morning. And yeah, man, it. Well, maybe some of ahead. our listeners don't know this, but some of our guests we have actually never met. Um, mm-hmm. We we reached out to a few people, and um, and and we know know some of these people personally, but some of them we've never even met. Uh, we knew a little yeah. bit about them. We knew where they served, um, but it's just been cool to get them on. And and hear their part of their journey, and hear what the God's teaching them, and how they have been able to just share with with our listeners and share with us. And uh, and I don't think Dale would mind. Dale emailed Jacob and I earlier this week, just some encouragement. Yeah, because you know, episode ten, we we have dedicated several hours uh, once a week to the show, and he just said, "Keep yeah. pressing on." Keep keep yeah. it up and uh, let me know how I can help. And that was such an encouragement to, to I know Jacob and I both. So, yeah, I, I I meant to reply to him yesterday, but I was at work and then uh, I got off early, so I got to spend some quality time with the wife and all that stuff. So right on. and and the Astros came on. And, you know, I uh, when I get the chance to sit down and actually watch baseball and score, like I physically write down the like scoring of a baseball game on a pad that yeah. um, that's one of my uh, personal type things like I get to sit down and play by place ball by ball I get to score it and I don't get to do that a lot because you know I'm bivocational youth minister a job during the day youth ministry at night you know sometimes you just don't get that chance and yeah uh, the, it was real good to do last night and uh, they ended up winning so that's always good, especially <laughs> after coming from Monday night's game, man. That was rough. Uh, yeah, it was like, oh yeah, they got this one, and then they blew it in the fifth inning. And they, I wouldn't say they blew it. The pitchers, you know, the thing about the Astros this year is that their bullpen's not very deep, like mm-hmm. it's been in the past, and uh, they'll get there. But you know, it is what it is. So, it, uh, it, you know, if. Uh, if if Verlander makes it back, then exciting times. If he doesn't make it back, then maybe we'll look forward for next season, right? I just noticed you're wearing an Astros shirt. Yeah, man. Yeah, the championship, baby. Well, has uh, no. There's it? no. There's no. Asterisk. I'm just giving. There's I'm just no joking. asterisk. There's no. They sh- they they weren't really. 
I don't even remember who they played in that World Series. Who was it? The Dodgers. The Dodgers did not win the championship. The Astros won. Okay. I mean, she gets yeah. crazy stuff. It, uh, but other, you know, uh, it brings a whole new meaning to to watch those. I don't know if you, have you ever been to a live game. I know you've been to a live game, but have you ever yeah. seen people keeping book in the stands too? People do yes. that. People do that in the stands, and I mean, the, it brings a whole new level of engagement to the game, and uh, you know, I think that's kind of cool. Yeah, I, I didn't know how to do it. So a couple of weeks ago, the on AT and T Sportsnet, they were actually doing doing teaching people like through their podcast and I was like you know what this seems like it would be fun to do so I ordered a bunch of these books and yeah it's kind of funny because I ordered them and the first two that came in were like like a foot I mean giant these giant score books and I'm like this is a bit excessive <laughs> but it's all I got so uh I started learning how to do it and uh I think I mean yes I think last night's first time I I was able to completely do a full game from pitch one to the end of the game and it was uh last night's game and i i don't know why we're on this but it's a sports we're not a sports podcast but <laughs> this is something we're i i'm pretty passionate about because it's baseball and uh uh it was a i i was able to keep up with the full game and it, last night's pitching match between mccullers and otani was probably one of the best i've seen in my whole life so mm. uh other and there was some home runs given up and all that stuff, but just to be able to like score that and see it on paper was, is pretty. Yeah. So, uh, I don't, I don't know how to describe it, but it, it was exciting. It's fun to see cause you, you're more engaged with the game than just sitting there watching it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally uh, get it. I totally get it. When I get done at the end of the games, I, I tally up everything and then I go online and look up what the official scorecard is and see how far off I was. Cause you know, sometimes you can uh, a score an error or uh, you're the judge of it. And mm -hmm. it's not always going to line up with what the official card says. But uh, like I think Altuve had a e E4 last night. And uh, I was like, I don't know if they're going to call that. Because they determined it by how they uh, how hard the play is. And I was like, yeah, I think I think it's going to be an E4. And uh, and the, it is officially... Uh, scored as a e4 so i was like yeah i'm finally getting the hang of this so um enough about me what about you what have you been up to this week you know it's it's been a pretty chill week i, I do have to tell tell you though uh my wife broke her foot last week um you know <laughs> she might have actually broke it when we were recording the show last week because uh, it literally happened last wednesday we, we record every wednesday and <laughs> She went and got a cast on it Monday, and she basically has uh, three weeks of, of this cast, and they're going to reassess on June 1st. So, uh, you know, just trying to spend extra uh, extra attentiveness to my wife and taking care of her. And, you know, like this morning I made her breakfast and uh, took it up to her and got her all set up. And you what, know, Did you make her the ham and avocado that you were just eating? Yeah, yeah, but she likes her eggs over easy, so I gave her a one over easy egg, one slice of ham, and uh, about a half an avocado with a little salt. I'm not going to lie, that, that, that ham looked pretty good. That ham is from H-E-B, and it's like this 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 square sliced. It's some mm -hmm. kind of like, I'm not exactly sure, but it's really good. It's really. Mm -hmm. So oh, just thanks. doing that, and the boys, <coughs> excuse me, watching the boys uh, even step up and help take care of her too. 
uh, has been fun. Logan's make little food trays and Landon's help move stuff around and just a team effort to take care of mom. And so uh, while it's inconvenient, it's been uh, it's been nice. It's been good. So it's been been a good week. So have you signed or cast yet? Landon is the only one who's signed her cast. Logan refuses, and I just, I just haven't. I don't know. Should, should I? Should I? Why does Logan refuse to sign it? I, I don't know. Uh, Landon asked him, and Logan was like, "No, I'm not going to." <laughs> I don't. Uh, well, Logan, Logan thinks he's gonna be. Well, Logan's goal is to be a YouTuber bigger than like Mr. Beast and bigger than. Like, what are the Pauls or whatever? Aren't the Paul brothers, weren't they really big on YouTube or something? Yeah, he don't want to be like them. He wants to be bigger than them, though. He wants to be all okay. bigger than them. And, PewDiePie. Uh, hmm? PewDiePie. So, I don't know what you're talking about. What you, Did you call me a PewDiePie? You don't know who PewDiePie is? You call me a PewDiePie? No, PewDiePie. Yeah, he's mean, a he's a gamer on YouTube. He's, I think he might be the biggest. The only uh, gamer one. I follow on YouTube is Jacob. Okay. Sorry, sorry, but <laughs> Jacob, if you haven't listened to our episodes, Jacob was a YouTube gamer. Um, I tried for about a month, and apparently Farming Simulator is not a hot topic on YouTube, and uh, people don't want to watch you uh, bell hay for uh, two or three hours. But at the time, I was I would come home, and that's all I would do because I was living by myself, and I really like Farming Simulator. It's a fun game while you're playing it. Yeah. I go back and watch it. It's not fun to watch. Yeah. I yeah. I played a lot of SimCity when I was in college. I love SimCity. And that's kind of a... You, you have to wait on it some, too, for money. But I loved SimCity. And I've kind of looked it up casually, you know, lately. But I can't find a comparable... I mean, I think it's still out there. But, like, Sims and these... I just want to build the city. I just want to build... You know, the commercial, the residential, and the industry, mm-hmm. and the roads. I think the road part, I love the road part, and the, the terraforming and stuff. Anyways, now we're kind of geeking out on... No, no. We go from sports to gaming. <laughs> Man, I don't, What is this podcast about? Yeah, we're all over the place today, but... Uh, hey, our guest today... Wow, I don't even have... Like, I don't even know how to describe how the conversation went with Mike. I, you have this, like, I'll be honest, leading up to it. And I, I think you and I discussed this last night. What do we talk to Mike Satterfield about? Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. uh, it, I mean, it, it wasn't until what, 11 last night. We finally came <laughs> up with the outline. Yes. And, uh, were you, the, you know, were you the procrastinators or we were waiting on the Lord? You could you could probably spin it two ways. <laughs> <laughs> I I really and to be serious about it, I think that's what it was, is we were waiting or like waiting till the Lord told us what to talk uh, like let put on our heart to talk about. It. And I think it it really came out mm-hmm. uh and uh it Leading up, you know, I was I, I stress out. I, I'm a, a perfectionist on everything I do, including this podcast, including uh, church stuff and the stuff I do, like as hobbies and stuff. And, mm-hmm. and I wanted it to be perfect because you know it's Mike Satterfield, uh, and he'll talk about it how he's just a he's just a no- normal person and all that stuff. But uh, he's kind of a, a person I look up to, so you want to be 
kind of like on top of it and I was worried leading up to it but man it I I don't think it could have gone any way and I don't think it could got any better like yeah. it was the way the Lord had made it out to be and it just went well and uh, yeah I don't yeah I well I think if you I, you you go ahead and invest the time right now and spend the 45 to 50 minutes with with us and Mike you're going to be blessed and you're going to be encouraged and I highly recommend just uh, uh, listening and tuning in uh, to this interview because it's it's excellent excellent so yeah yeah so let's go ahead and just jump right on in all right well uh, we are excited to have uh, Mike Satterfield today uh, Jacob are you excited a little bit yeah and I think we decided to call the the hotline the Keith Kilpatrick hotline so today on the Keith Kilpatrick hotline uh, Mike Satterfield and what a what a pleasure and honor to have chocolate thunder with us today <laughs> definitely definitely well uh, if you don't know uh, pastor Mike Satterfield is uh, he's been in ministry for for a little while I think it's about 75 years um, you know he currently my face gray to relate to older people Oh, yes, 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 of course. Of course, we know you're not really gray. Uh, he is currently on staff at uh, Fielder, Fielder Church. I thought it was Fielder Road. Is it Fielder it was Church Fielder now? Road, but you know, we become the, hip and contemporary with the rest of them. Okay. Dropped the road. They got the road. They got rid of the road. Fielder. They were trying to get closer to my name, Satterfield. <laughs> there you go. So it's all, that's a God thing. I, 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 Mike Satterfield at Fielder Church. Oh. Okay, okay, okay. Well, uh, so he is the he is on staff at Fielder Church in Arlington, Texas. He is the founder of uh, Field of Grace Ministries. Uh, he and his wife Rhonda have been married uh, a long time, thirty-one and, uh, years. Thirty-one years, wow. and uh, they have two children. They're in college now, aren't they? My baby son graduates tomorrow from Texas State University at wow. ten a.m. I'll be there on stage with him whether he knows it or not <laughs> my wife will beat me to the punch and will march down with him and be robed herself if we're not <laughs> he's excited we're excited my older of yes. the two is working gainfully employed with benefits at university of texas dallas so oh, awesome he is a liaison to upper class and master's level students so Blessed and highly favored, both loving Jesus and soul yeah. out to the King. Yeah. And my bride's married to me, so hey. Yeah. <laughs> and your son, every day. your son doesn't look anything like you at all. He, I couldn't go to a judge and try and get a blood. <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Well, you, you have a beautiful, you beautiful family. Beautiful family. Yeah. Well, Mike, uh, is if, if we left anything out, is there anything you want to tell us about yourself that we might have left out? We, we, Jacob and I both met you at Highland Lakes Camp and, yeah. and uh, have just, you know, we, and you're such an encouragement to both of us. But uh, if there's anything we left out, go ahead and say it now. Well, the only thing that's been left out is what just came in the room, and that is my daughter. Oh, that's a grand puppy. Y'all see that on? Oh, she's she's precious. Yeah. So. This was a surprise walking into this meeting in Zoom. That's young Morty. <laughs> We're doing the work of the king all around the universe, internationally, 
And then the local fellowship, as you mentioned, is where the anchor and the, the accountability lives. And I encourage that for all to know mm -hmm. that the local church is what God has designed to mobilize his kingdom and to promote his great fame and renown. So mm -hmm. we don't go rogue and do evangelistic thrusts without having a place we call home. So I want to applaud God for giving me that kind of connection to his kingdom business. Appreciate right, you right. for launching in the deep and what you do behind scenes and without fanfare, which is the front lines of ministry. Hey, y'all, IGTV, you who are on Zoom, you who are listening by podcast, whether audio or video, check it out. Both Jacob Taylor and Jeremy Hellams are essential ministers. <laughs> 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 they leave that out when it comes to pandemic, but this ministry yeah, yeah. is essential and the gospel is mandatory. So thank you for what you guys do without applause. Oh yeah. Oh. We I I actually really enjoy doing this podcast, so uh and then plus all this other stuff. So uh I'm gonna start off with the first question. So from your experience or our experience, uh you tend to build relationship with other pastors. Uh what are you doing to connect with them? Well, there are those who are tuning in now. Jay Swaller, what's going on, man, from Telephone, Texas. He is a pastor extraordinaire as well. My mm -hmm. partnership with pastors is to build an encouragement in a safe place. Mm. Most who are leaders don't have one that they can confide in and lean into and it be safe without competition. So my yeah. job is to make sure that there is a place that is a sounding board, a shoulder to lean on, a punching bag to throw a couple of these elbows at <laughs> so that leaders in the trenches will be able to let go and truly let God have his way. Who do you go to when you're the go-to? Yeah. So God has really given me a mantle and an opportunity to bless men of God. I understand. Pastors, if you're listening, I lost my Afro as a senior pastor. <laughs> Wait, going on and you had an afro? Let me see. Let me see your head. And I had a Jerry curl. You know <laughs> Google it. Google it. Coming to America was uh, really inspired by my afro <laughs> and the Jerry curl juice. So my wife swear she wouldn't have married me in my Jerry curl era, but I promise you, she would have had a holster with canisters to help me keep it. <laughs> But here is the, the, the moral of the story is that in ministry, when you're looking at people, looking at you, looking at them, it's hard. It's often like herding cats, and that's a possibility. So for pastors who are in the front line, who are doing the work, be encouraged. Don't be weary and well-doing. It may be us four no more in your congregation at this time, but God has called you to stand and stand and having done all to stand, the Bible says, stand therefore. And I'm mm -hmm. your guy. I will hear you. I will also encourage you to know truth will be spoken. And where grown-up men throw grown-up temper tantrums in the middle of Walmart because <laughs> your congregation didn't want to do what you wanted them to do to bring the potluck you asked them to bring mm -hmm. to the fellowship hall, just know that God is up to something greater. So, yeah. Jacob, my desire for pastors is to see them high and encouraged to stay the task 
and to make sure the word is going forth when no one's listening. I don't know if you remember about, it had to be like three, four summers ago when you were at, we were at Piney Woods yes, and uh, I just, it was like towards the end of the week and I texted you and I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, are these kids taking it? And, uh, and I know you were probably tired by this time, but you still took the chance of the time to, you called me and, and we all know that the ser- cell phone service at Piney Woods is very questionable. And I remember <laughs> I could tell you where I was standing. Cause it was like the one spot in the whole camp that you could have service. It was like in the middle of a fire pit. Like that's the only place you could have uh service. And, uh, you took time and you called me. Uh, I texted you, you called me and we, you talked for me for about 45 minutes to an hour after you just got off stage. And, uh, one, I, I hold on to that every, every time I get down, like Mike's, Mike's been doing this for 80 plus years. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) in ministry, I'll take it. Come on. Uh, one day is like a thousand years. Yes. Uh, but you, you took the time and you re- you reached out to me and you, you talked to me and basically talked me off that ledge because it was at the point where I was like, man, I am I even worth like continue doing this? And uh, I hold on to that now, especially through this past pandemic. Like, man, it this is hard. This is getting hard, especially like the pandemic was cr- like it was brutal, man. And uh, I held on to that conversation. So uh, why is discipleship to other pastors so important and why like? And it, without getting wrapped up in your, I would say, quote unquote, fame, uh, because you're, I wouldn't say fame, you know what I mean, but you're, you're, you're well known and you travel a lot and people know you and it's, and I can imagine it gets, it could get hard not to let that get to your head and you still get to, and you, but you still make the time for, uh, me, like just a little Southern, uh, Southern Baptist country church youth pastor, you still made time and uh, why is that important to you? Yes. The question is, why is it important to selflessly give mm-hmm. when you may be pulled on in every direction and mm-hmm. taxed in your energy and worn, as I mentioned, pastors not having an outlet for themselves? Well, that's my very inspiration. And both Jacob and Jeremy, who are leaders of this podcast, that youth pastors are important too, are likewise those that understand I'm accessible. These mm-hmm. guys have called, can call, and no matter where I am on the planet, I'm going to respond. And that's because you guys are invaluable. I did not have that kind of outlet. Mm-hmm. And so in the absence yeah. of having a true mentor and discipler myself, now I had a senior pastor who's my father in ministry and often our conversations are iron sharpening iron, but not always him just giving me the kind of don't do this and make sure you go there insight. So I want to mm. provide that without fail. And it's nothing for me to take time because that is the energy God has provided. Only what we do for Christ lasts. And when you are working the work of him who sent you, it is not a burden, it is an empowering blessing. Mm -hmm. My desire is to see others go higher and then pledge deeper and go on to waters of faith where there are no rules of walking than I would ever fathom going myself. 
Mm, so wow. to see you equipped and encouraged is what gives me life's breath. Wow. And I'm yeah. available to others as well. And I know too how to balance and then shut the door and say I'm depleted and tapped out. It was Christ who said, who touched me. Yeah. And while the throngs were around him and disciples were saying, y'all need to get away. He said, no, suffer the children to come unto me for such is the kingdom of heaven made. So Jesus didn't turn people away. He felt the virtue go out and he made sure he spent time being available. And those who knew better were the ones he rebuked. And mm. no ye little faith, what's wrong with y'all? <laughs> yeah. Jacob yeah. asked, why do I give myself coming off stage? I'm not intoxicated with pedestals and popularity. I'm not trying to be some preacher that is the latest and greatest on the Lifeway market or on those kind of entertainment today circuits. Yeah. My mm -hmm. desire is to see God lifted and glorified and that he gets all the praise he richly deserves. Amen. Such a wretch like me, then the ground is level at the foot of the cross and I'm available to other wretches like me. That's, that's good. And, 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 and it, you can sing. It's okay. We, we, we'll listen to you sing if you want to sing. Cause I mean, you were hitting there to amazing grace, Hey, but, uh, <laughs> bring a little something to the table. Amen, I'll, say amen, the word amen. And I'll let it rip. Well, and, and your humility is evidence of, yes. of those things. Um, and, and, and we know it, we see it and, uh, and we're so blessed by it. And, uh, if, if there's somebody listening right now uh, and a pastor, uh, needs encouragement, uh, there may be at that spot where Jacob was there at Piney Woods. What would you say to them right now? My desire for pastors hearing this call is to know your living is not in vain. Hmm. You right. are not about this journey in your own strength, nor by your own might. It is the power of God who propels you to press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling. Not that any of us have already attained everything we need, but we can forget what happened 25 minutes ago when a family member got on our nerves, when we didn't get the biscuits our wife promised they were going to bake for, <laughs> when we fell short and the internet went out and we were scrambling trying to figure out will the podcast go forward. God mm -hmm. is saying, I am that I am is with you. And beside me, there's no other. So I believe what I preach. And greater is he in you than he that's in the world. Do not forsake what you have in the word of God. It is a lamp to feed and a light to pathway. So a lot of people are standing and professing stuff that they've not bought into themselves. Hmm. Listen, hear me when I tell you, if you knock on Mike Satterfield's door and you offer me soap to sell and i look at your fingernails and they're dirty i know you don't even use the product that you're trying to peddle wow. mm. but i'm pushing jesus and i stand yeah. on his name and i know that he is the great i am and i know that he's a way maker a mind regulator so pastors practice what you preach <laughs> and be the first one to let the word saturate your soul it wow. has been said in theological circles, if it is a mist in the pulpit, it's a fog in the pew. Mm. So if you're not believing what you're preaching, mm. oh, fellowship and fellowship and congregation or whomever you stand in front of 
will be lost in the translation. Mm. Wow, that's that's good. That's rich. I I'm gonna I'm gonna keep that in my notebook. Yeah, you, <laughs> you better write that down, Jacob. The truth that sets us free, y'all. Yes, sir. I'm genuine about this, guys. I'm passionate about the things of God. If it's one person in front of me or 10,000, you're going to get the same Mike Satterfield. Yeah. So there's no turn on the preacher voice and then turn it off and your ghost. Because there are a lot of guys, and Jeremy shared one example with me. We won't broadcast who that was about. There are a lot of guys that once they've done their show, they're not going to be accessible to anybody else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of bands that'll get on stage and rock the house and then go take a smoke break. <laughs> yeah. After yeah. 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 And then they'll have a plethora on their their wish list of what you need to give them in the green room. What you call it, a rider? Yeah, <laughs> I know some divas in, in the realm of preaching. I'm not one of those guys, and I'm not toting my horn and sounding super spiritual and humble. But uh, I want you to be really encouraged, all who are listening, mm-hmm. know that God is not mocked, and He's a very present help in the time of struggle. Yeah, yeah, that's oh. good. That's good. So I guess we're going to shift a little bit gears here. Uh, so when it comes to students and youth pastors, uh, what is the one thing that youth pastors can do to help point their, their students to Christ or uh, get them to walk like Christ? All student pastors, student leaders, sponsors, those who are in small church contexts that don't have a budget for you, you got to do a cake and pie sale even to get gas in the church van. If you've got a yeah. church van, or you yeah. may be the church van's service. <laughs> Here's the deal. Uh, stop trying to be your teenager's best friend. Wow. And be an example of who Christ is in their life. That sometimes brings tough love, and that enables you to be in position to see them go to new heights. Oftentimes, we're trying to be cute and creative and then we have to one-up ourselves every wednesday night sunday bible study service or when we take kids around the globe to camps and to retreats and to getaways but we're not producing a generation that's transforming the world we're Mm -hmm. producing groups that are a mile wide and an inch deep wow Mm -hmm. wow it's time out for fluff and for entertainment or Mm -hmm. infotainment So we are the most learned generation and the generation behind us, Generation Z, X, Q, P, Elemental P, all the (laughs) letters. They're the most learned and knowledgeable and can Google information, but they don't know how to process it. Yeah. So if we want to see an empowered generation, we're going to teach them to study, to show themselves approved, workmen, workwomen, not ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So much so that if we cut them, this is cliche, but it's truth, they ought to bleed the word. And if we share in front of them, they ought to be able to out-preach it to their peers whom we'll never have an audience with. So, fellas, in my career of youth ministry, I never tried to put before youth or their parents, because we minimize it just to the kids, and they got to go home back to Nana, Paw Paw, Mama and Daddy, who were not in the ministry moment. And we say, don't try this at home. Come back to my part two of the series. 
and that's mm. apostasy. That's a lie from the pit of H-E double hockey sticks. I almost said hell, but I didn't want to mess up y'all's podcast. <laughs> <or my podcast. laughs> Let's stop the nonsense of giving kibbles and bits when we got the filet mignon of the gospel. Wow, cool. Give them the mm. gospel and the gospel will do for them what is necessary to transform their life and touch the nations around those students that are loaned to us. Wow. That, mm. I don't even know how to follow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I, I, I don't even know how to follow up like that. Let me let me add this. Okay. Honestly, <laughs> we're not creating a safe place. Hmm. I just left a ministry where a, a mother approached me with her nine-year-old daughter who hadn't spoken verbally in a year. And, you know, as a minister, you want to fix stuff instantaneously and microwavably. And that's an error on our part, too, because we're not the Holy Spirit. We're not God. Let me repeat. We're not the Holy Spirit. We are not God. We are not God. <laughs> God Almighty. Right, that's right. So I was ready to get the little girl to talk, and I could have. You know, I could have told a joke. Tell me your full name. What they call you? It's good, because she was lively. Mm -hmm. But then God said, if you get her to speak in this moment, she's gonna say stuff that mother and the church is not ready to deal with. Mm. Trauma, abuse is about to be revealed. So as much as I wanted to fix the girl, the mama, the situation, and check a box, and look what I did at this revival, God said, you will do more damage. And if we're not listening to the spirit speak to us, if we hadn't consulted him because we got a sugar stick sermon that worked in three other places, now we're trying to force it into this next location, we are doing more hurt than help. So right. create a safe place yeah. where that mother and her daughter can come and it not be a wham-bam conversation because you're not an expert in counseling, nor do you mm -hmm. have a degree in psychology. It will be you welcoming discipleship that goes alongside a family until they get to the places where they can truly be ministered to at the point of their need. Does that make sense? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah People yeah, aren't yeah. coming to the altar in many of our churches because it's not safe. Wow. Why would I come forward, tell you my issue, and then it be on the front of the bulletin next Sunday? Yeah, yeah. Wow. And many don't even make it out the church. Oh, see, they went for I knew their marriage was in trouble. Mm -hmm. I mean, oh, they're at the altar. And so people are deathly afraid of having exposure in areas that are toxic and they mm -hmm. are churches that are not touching where people live. They're trying to gain access to what's popular in comparison to the church down the street around the corner. Yeah. yeah. That's wow. on the pit. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, prayer meetings is, is not gossip meeting. It should be lifting up to the throne, right? So it has been gossip meeting. It shouldn't be. Right. You've yeah. seen it. Let's go around the circle and each of you say a prayer and one will say, oh, so glad Sarah's here. She's a hoochie mama. And Sarah will <laughs> open that one eye. supposed to be a prayer over what I've been involved in, but you just told my business. 
Right. <laughs> oh, so right. meet me yeah. at the Bible study in the parking lot. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, um, you, how long, literally, you see, how long have you been traveling? 25 years? Ooh, I started in 1988. Oh, that's 30, 30. Yeah. No, I thought 32. In 1988, I launched into full-time ministry, to the call at the University of Texas at Austin, hook up on they needed Jesus and God called me to give it. <laughs> so they still need Jesus. And each day since then, honestly, has been sweeter than the day before. Yeah. I've yeah. not looked back. I've not tried to brought or stiff arm the call. In fact, I want to be more like Jesus today than I was yesterday. Hmm. So all these and years I've been traveling as well as doing some senior pastoring and youth ministry stuff. I'm a mutt. <laughs> Well, and, and, and in that, it, it sounds like you answered my question, but I'll, I'll ask the question anyway. How do you keep from getting in a rut, uh, being redundant or because, you know, or becoming repetitive? How do you stay fresh to, 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 to pass that word to these students and, and, and adults and pastors alike as you travel? Anybody who's trying to cookie cut or compete has missed their assignment. On this shelf behind me, for those who can see, is a plethora. And do you know what a plethora is? It's a plethora of resources and books, but the one main text is the B-I-B-L-E. And I truly dive into the word because if I was doing life in Mike Satterfield's power, I would blow it. I would jack up the assignment. So I have to lean and depend on God and I'm in daily communion and conversation with him. Mm -hmm. So I'm not trying to just bring stuff to the table that's leftover, warmed up, microwavable material. I'm in daily conversation. And even in a local church setting that has more than one service, each service is a different environment, a different audience, a different flavor. Mm-hmm. And you guys have been with me where there are camp and you cannot just ride the rhythm of each of the services because a new crowd can come in yeah. with a new dynamic. And I have to be attuned to the voice of God, who I know because I spend time with him and his spirit, which is not it, but he, because he's a part of the Trinity and his son gives me unction and direction. There are times I prepare the word and I'm ready and God says, no, go another direction. <laughs> that ain't funny, God. You know, I'm going to embarrass you and myself. And God says, no, this was not your party to start with. Mm-hmm. I am guiding your footsteps as Lord and Savior. So to stay fresh, you give God lordship and not just saviorship. He becomes in whom you live, move, and have your being, and not just who you rely on to make yourself look good in any context and situation. So I have to hear his voice at my house before I make any moves or decisions so that I'm guiding my house in a way that is righteous and not just egotistical. Yeah, Yeah. wow. And of course, nobody has ego in ministry. You, you might be stepping on toes. <laughs> yeah, come on. I don't want this whooping by myself. So everybody <laughs> to know we got to humble ourselves before the mighty hand of God. 
and he'll keep you fresh because you can't exhaust his word. Wow. 30 plus years of traveling. I, Mike, I got to tell you this and this might show your age, but the first time I saw you was at Brian Hall's Mania Marathon, uh, yeah. probably in like 2002 or uh, 2003. What grade were you in? Oh man, I was probably in like fifth grade, fifth, sixth grade. It was in fifth grade. Now he's married. Yeah, I'm 30. Twice, twice. Okay, don't say that. That I got married in the pandemic. I don't want people to think I had a failed a marriage, but got married Sorry. in September of the pandemic, and we we did it in March. So that it's the same person. We didn't. No one had to sign the certificate twice. So. Uh, you just brought more people to the ceremony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We partied harder on in March than we did in September. So uh, that gets lost in translation too. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mike, I have to ask, ask you a question. How does it feel knowing that you look like Denzel Washington? Wow, this dude asks, how does it feel knowing that I'm a Denzel lookalike? Well, it feels like I'm broke. Got all, he's getting all the cash out of this. <laughs> But I have been in a restaurant and mistaken for Emmett Smith recently. I'm at Cheesecake yeah. Factory. Got a cowboy's hat on. Y'all got to hear this story. Hilarious. I'm counseling a couple for marriage, believe it or not. And we conclude the council. And I'm headed to the restroom. And I'm stopped en route. And a lady's trembling. And I followed your career. And I'm so glad your son has gotten an offer to, to go to college and and I'm trying to figure out who, my son, he's in college. <laughs> <laughs> you have been, and it was in that moment that it clicked and I had to explain to her, listen, I'm not Emmett Smith. And it was one of those, yeah, right. You're just, <laughs> no, profiles. no, really, I'm not, yeah, right. So I said, ma'am, thank you. I couldn't convince her otherwise. Went to the restroom, came out, a crowd was waiting. <laughs> no way. <laughs> I met gathered other people. Now I'm taking pictures with folks <laughs> and hoping they don't get it developed and Emmett really sees it. <laughs> waitress comes and offers me a free beverage. It was lemonade, by the way. <laughs> so she starts second guessing. Was that really in? I've been serving his table. I guess it is. So I'm the broke Denzel and the broke Emmett Smith in comparison. One time, me and Jeremy, Jeremy and I were at Chili's. Do you remember this? There was a guy. There was a guy sitting across from us, and I, a hundred percent sure it was Emmett Smith. Yeah. And I was like, "Should we ask him? Should we ask him?" And I was like, "No, I don't want to be that. You know, you don't want to be that guy that like bothers someone having dinner." And he he gets up to leave, and I said, "Are are you Emmett Smith?" And he's like. No, but I get that a lot. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, right. You just go right. along. <laughs> so that's funny. Uh, we should have took a picture with him anyway, you know it? Yeah. Oh, I did. I took a bunch of pictures. <laughs> out of the restaurant to get to. Uh, the couple left me high and dry. So I <laughs> them as my scapegoat. <laughs> but it's a blessing to be able to laugh and not take yourself too seriously mm -hmm. oh, yeah. to know that laughter is medicinal and what i don't want is when i stand and i preach and i'm just being me and people chuckle giggle laugh from any kind of sense of humor that it's most time i'm just telling my testimony and people just bust out laughing and that ain't <laughs> cool but i don't want individuals to leave saying that was cute that was clever 
that was ingenuity in proclamation eschatological truths went forth that went forth in the way that theology says it should i want people to leave in awe of jesus Amen. when they're around me i want them to walk away better than they were before we cross paths mm -hmm. i want to see people transformed by the renewing of mind because they've tasted and seen the goodness of god that is the intoxication more than popularity from men and applause and power and money that we would get so i will be just as thrilled to be invited somewhere where they'll hand me a certificate than being on stages where they will make it rain and if they're doing this that's coming from another context. We need to pray for them. <laughs> but <laughs> yes, man. And that's just a Mike Satterfield and not a Denzel or a Emmett. Yeah. It is so. infatuation with the king. So when we, we usually ask two questions to wrap okay. up, wrap our, uh, uh, interview up, but I think you just answered the first one. We always ask what's a funny story during your ministry. And I think you just answered one of them with your Emmett Smith, uh, story. So we'll just ask this, the second one. And, uh, what was the last song you intentionally looked up? The last song? I yeah. Yeah. I got a request yesterday because a family, uh, has a young daughter who's going to the prom solo and they had watched American Idol and they saw one of the contestants sing you are so beautiful and so i was asked if i would be willing to offer that for a young woman who is drop dead gorgeous mm. as goes teenage life when things aren't according to their desire and plan they don't see themselves in the image god has created mm. so that was the last i mean yesterday mm. but what has been the blessing of my life is to know for you who are looking and for you who are tuning in that it ought to be well with our soul because we know a risen savior and this is the savior in fact jeremy's bride always catches me when i sing the song and records it and then throws it into the atmosphere he <laughs> <laughs> yeah. caught on tape but it's a testimony of how we ought to promote jesus the christ him crucified and resurrected mm. no matter what circumstance you're going through no matter what crisis if you're in a church environment and you're not being supported because a prophet has no honor in his own hometown know that it is jesus his father our king and the spirit of the living god that says you're fearfully and wonderfully made yeah and you are my child in whom i desire to be well pleased and if God gives you the stamp of approval, no matter what a demon in hell or any other in, in, important person in your life would say, God has the last word edgewise. Mm, that's good. So he records, when peace like a river attended my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll whatever my life 
Thou hast taught me to say it is well, it is well with my soul. Here it is. It is well with my soul. It is well. It is well with my soul. It is well with my soul. I mean, there's, yeah, I mean that, if there's a way to, let's call it a show, yeah, let's call it a show, I that's mean, it, we're done. I don't think, I don't think we can record another episode anymore, I mean, that, if, yeah. if we got to wrap this whole podcast thing up, I mean, that that's the way to end it. And Here's what I want to encourage, there's a book that's called The Will of God, and it's written by Eric Knopf, K-N-O-P-F, The Will of God, Eric Knopf, K-N-O-P-F. I'm walking mm-hmm. some businessmen through this book. So our ministry is not reserved within the four walls of the church. Mm-hmm. The walls ought to collapse and we ought to take it to the highways and hedges and into realms that would never darken the door of fellowships that we know God uses to mobilize his word. The will of mm-hmm. God speaks of exactly what our life is required to reveal. And that is the cross, salvation, and radical obedience. Yeah. Well, so if you were good. to pray for me today, IGTV, hear me. Israel Collective, you're there. Pastor Kibo, what's up, baby? <laughs> Sarah Silver, you who are listening and will listen in the future and view this, I pray that you throw this broadcast out there visually through the video. But know that the will of God requires that we obey him to the nth degree. And obedience doesn't get us to salvation. It is the outgrowth of our salvation. Mm -hmm. He rescued us. Jesus came, he died, and he rose. And all power in heaven and earth is in his hands. Pastors, youth pastors, pastor spouses who don't have a place to go to either because they're protecting their husband and his job. Know that you have in God a resting place. And when he has saved you, he does it for a purpose. And you're going to do magnificent things for his glory when you let him have his full jurisdiction over your life. So the cross was mandatory for the will of God. Salvation, mandatory. And I urgently go across the land to make sure people who are lost come to know a risen Savior. Seeking to save the lost is my mandatory job description. And then I obey. So if he tells me go left, I'm not trying to go right. And can you hear me when I say this? And I'll close. If loving God is wrong, I don't want to be right. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Well, you, you said you're on Instagram. Yeah. What, uh, what, how can we find you on Instagram? What, what other social medias maybe we can find you in? Instagram. Come on, follow me. M-D-S-A-T-T on Instagram. Facebook, follow me, Mike Satterfield Ministries. You've got access to my website, MikeSatterfield.org, and you will find all the stuff 
that hints toward what I'm doing and what I'm expecting to see happen. Now, I'm not the guru of social media, but those are some outlets my children helped me get on. <laughs> I got to consult them on how to update it. And, or if you're on there and you haven't updated since 1988, well, <laughs> I'm but, but you're not on MySpace, though, so. I'm no longer on MySpace. <laughs> That's funny. I am now, you'd see, advanced with you youngins that are tuned in. Yeah. But as soon as I well, figure out this, y'all are going to leave and go to another. <laughs> I need somebody to teach me how to do a TikTok. So I can go ahead and there, too. I, I think you gotta. You have to get. You could do live on TikTok, but yeah. you have to get a thousand followers first. You can do that. Y'all gonna help me do that? Let's go. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> let's go. Uh, you set it up. We'll get it you out there. First, a thousand folk come along with me, so I can do a TikTok video and help to TikTok. Ellen DeGeneres, because folk go on her show. That'd be the only reason I'd go. There you go. There Yo, you Lothane, go. holler at me. Hey, and you know who else needs to holler at me? Uh, the Gates family. Bill and Melinda. <laughs> the boys right here. I can minister through this crisis that y'all have been scaring. Amen. Amen. Yes, that's right. The field of grace. Mi- <laughs> <No>. <laughs> that's funny. Well, well, Mike, I want to thank you, and I know Jacob will want to thank you, too. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with us, to share your heart, to share your, your love for Christ first and, and your love for, for his people and, and his, and his uh, shepherds. So thank you so much for taking the time, Mike. Let me pray with y'all. Oh, yeah. All right. God, I thank you for Jacob and Jeremy. I thank you for their wives. I thank you for what you're doing in the Helms house and the Taylor house and what you're doing for podcasts like these. I thank you for Instagram followers and those who are leaders and those who have influential platforms that you've only allowed. Now I pray for the peace of Israel. Hmm. I pray as you've commanded in realms that many don't even pause to think about. I pray for a transformation of your church so that the churches whose doors are open on every block, whether they are virtual or meeting in person, will do so according to your perfect will. We leave behind the petty, the competitive, and we'd be more Christ-like, and we'll be commissioned to speak the uncompromised gospel of Jesus Christ and crucified and resurrected. I pray that eyes haven't seen, ears haven't heard, nor had entered the thoughts of these two young men, what shall be through their obedience to launch a podcast. And they'd be the first to say, we don't even know what all we're doing. We have a good time with boys. But I pray that it is to reach nations. Catapult today's discussion so that people around the globe will know that you are real and a reward of those who diligently seek your face. God, I love you. But I thank you for first loving us and for sending your Christ to show us the most excellent way on the straight narrow pathway of righteousness. May more come to know you because of what has happened today. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Love you, brothers. Thank, you. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right, Mike. Thank you so much. Oh, what a... Man, what... I don't... Man, Mike's such a blessing. Just this... His conversation. He just knows how to... Yeah. Bring light to what we're doing and his heart with what he's doing and 
he just he, I think he said all the right things. He he basically preached a message and uh, oh yeah, it, it was it was just awesome. And I love Mike and uh, we've been doing this for a long time and uh, I've seen him when I was a student and to be here now inter- like t- talking with him about what we're doing and it's like a full circle circle and it's just been a blessing to know my oh, yeah. everything he's done in my life personally and just in the ministry world in especially around texas so yeah totally totally agree i mean you you if you're still hanging on with us uh you, we know that you've been blessed mm-hmm. and uh you you can uh reach out to us if you need to talk to mike and you you've gone to his website you've gone to his instagram you still can't get a hold of him uh, get a hold of us and we can connect you with mike because uh he he is that kind of guy he is that pastor that wants to uh encourage you and if that means he takes a phone call or a text from you he'll do it and he's just that that kind of guy and so uh, very 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 awesome interview uh you know if I were to sum it up, Jesus, the Bible, mm-hmm. loving others, and balancing your ministry so that you don't get burnt out. And yeah. and he's there for you if you start to get there or if you're there. Just like he said, uh, he wants to encourage you. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, man, I just following up on the the interview is just so good and mm-hmm. uh we encourage you to go back and listen to other episodes uh the one with dell was good last week's episode with uh chris was good man they're, they're all good and yeah uh, they all have a purpose different subject and uh, if it's your first time joining us this week we we are excited that you found us uh if you came from mike satterfield's uh instagram live and you're like what is these guys doing hey welcome uh we're glad you tuned in uh we have an email uh youth pastors are pastors to podcast or is it just youth pastors or pastors to youth pastors or pastors to that's t-o-o at gmail.com hey we're here to answer any questions uh for you to yell at us to mm-hmm. so you don't get in trouble uh just if you need a moment to vent we are those people. That's why we started this. So you could have that opportunity so you don't get fired. There you um, go. We we want to be that punching bag. Because uh, we know ministry can be frustrating at times. And there's there's people that you just can't you can't do that to. So, yeah. Uh, yep. don't, don't talk to the deacons. And don't talk to yeah. the little old lady in the back row. Talk to us. Well, you talk to them, but not... Well, yell at them. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for the clarification you're exactly yeah. right jacob <laughs> uh, man what a journey 10 episodes we were in and uh i think we talked about last week about t-shirts uh yeah i think we i talked to you yesterday about coming up with the design lo, the logo design whatever and hopefully uh-huh, uh-huh. i i mean i don't know how to do that so that's all all up to you uh but we had one person uh, ask about the shirts even before she listened to the episode. And that was my sister. Yeah. And she, she was like, y'all should make t-shirts. And I was like, wait till you listen to episode nine. And she's like, I'm going to listen to episode nine now. And, uh, we need like 14 more people, right? At least 14 more people. Uh, well, we, we have some equipment that we would like to get to better quality our podcast. And uh, we won't say price cause we're not in it for the money, but 
uh, we would like to sound better and look better, you know, all the above. Uh, but yeah, uh, if we could sell 50 t-shirts, that would be great. But we would need at least 20 people to sign up to make it worth the, uh, making the shirts. Cause to make it happen, to make it happen. Right. Yeah, yeah. Cause you know, you have to pay a certain price for the shirts per shirt and as they make it. And, uh, as oh, the, these are youth pastors, they make shirts all the time, right? Yeah. And you know, <laughs> everybody knows the process to making t-shirts. So yeah. we don't have to explain it to you. So, uh, hopefully in the next couple of weeks, we'll have that out to kind of example if you're like ah let's wait till we see what it looks like uh, <laughs> I get it I, you don't want to wear an ugly shirt and hopefully we won't make an ugly shirt but man what a good week what a good episode uh, you can always well I'm not going to do the find us because it's in our outro that we have so our outro is going to tell it all uh, and uh, we are so thankful you're listening yes sir uh, who do we have next week uh, I would have to look at the calendar. I'll be honest with you. Uh, I know Garrett? that we have. Uh, it's either Garrett or it's Austin. We've got a couple that we just need to nail down on exactly when uh, we're going to do okay. the recording. But we have uh, we have definitely two in the pipeline. Yes, and possibly a third one. Still working on scheduling him. That's correct. Um, That's correct. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I think Garrett's a worship leader in Houston. Uh, Austin yep. is a youth pastor. Austin's uh, youth pastor in Ireland. Ireland, wow! Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Jared is a pastor. He just accepted a job in Washington State. Mm-hmm. He has a podcast about mental health, and I think that he will have some insight on that. So we have subjects all over the place, right? Coming up, and uh, man, it's the next three episodes are going to be good. And I yes, sir. Wait, so yes, sir. Well, you want to do it again next week? Yes, sir. Thank you for listening to the Youth Pastors Are Pastors 2 podcast. Find us, rate us, and review us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. If you want to see our ugly faces, look for us on YouTube. While you're at it, give us a like on Facebook. See you next week.